Welcome to Brew Coven. This is Dark Pony. Boy Scout is here today. Black Cat here. Welcome, welcome. Um, so yeah, we're just coming at you guys here with uh, three um, beers straight out of Brash Brewing Company in Houston, Texas. Um, I was fortunate enough to be out there this following week, or this past week, um, and made my way down there. It's it's kind of the infamous metal brewery, if you will. Um, here we are staring at a Crowler uh, beer with an upside-down cross and what looks like burning fields in the background with some hooded character uh, just kind of ominously sitting there in the background. Um, so yeah, we thought, what better place to go visit than Brash itself and, and go hang out there and drink some beers with the dudes and uh, bring back some Crowlers to talk about. Um, so we're going to start off with um, one beer. Um, it's the Pussy Wagon and a uh, we got Black Cat here with a little more info on what this beer has and kind of like some of the background and notoriety it's brought forth in the beer scene. Yeah, so this is like, you know, when I started following Brash and seeing all their offerings, this is actually one of the beers I was like, oh, you know, I really want to try that, you know, a, f- a fun name, you know, Kill Bill. Uh, yeah, so Pussy Wagon, it's just an IPA, 8% ABV, a little over a, um, 110 IBUs, about 115 plus. Um, let's see here. So their their description is, uh, oh, also their description is also an expression frequently used by stoners and hippies for something of high quality. That burrito was dank, man, or that burrito was a dankness. Back in the eighties, the Just Say No era in elementary school and health class, they warned us of the dangers of fruit salad. Of course, such a thing has never existed, but the important thing was to scare us away from drugs. That's their description for. So they're. Just basically describing the dankness of the IPA that we're about to. Oh man, it smells pretty dank. Just right. cracking this right now. I was surprised. I was kind of curious to see how this beer would actually hold up in in the kind of dark ass place that we were in when we were initially getting these filled, and you know the labels kind of a little yeah. bit. That's one thing to note. placed on for sure. Staying with the metal theme, it is a very crooked label and almost illegible handwriting. Almost illegible. I so, mean, but I enjoy that. Yeah, I enjoy that. And but it's about the fucking beer. Definitely, definitely. The, the fact that they're crawling—that's that's really cool because I do. We all enjoy crawlers here. Yeah, mm. they had a Dixie machine. I remember, you know, canning a bunch of beer on those old Dixies, and they had it formatted for these thirty-two ounce cans. So. Pretty cool. Awesome that they offered that. I was glad I was able to bring some some beer from Houston, Texas out to the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I got to visit Brash, but I'll be there soon enough. A place I've been wanting to check out. Ooh. Does it hold up to the light? Hold it up to the light. Yeah, this is a very clear beer, too. It is a very bright Uh, beer. I'd say, like, gold. Almost, like, gold leaning towards some orange. Yeah, pretty pretty golden hue. Fucking amazing head retention. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that when you poured it, like yeah, the it's it's held up really nice. So I do have to add, just for our listeners, this is about a seven day old crawler. So it's been last Friday when I was over out of Brash and got these guys filled up. So um, there was some concern initially seeing how this beer might hold up. Some of those hot profiles that were you know so famously noted by reviewers of this beer um to me at least having it had it last friday right off the top at the source i'd say that it's held up quite well i mean there's there's an adamant amount of aroma still in this beer yeah 
Uh, what do you guys think about like bitterness and stuff? How do you guys? Oh, I love the bitterness on it. Um, I think it's sort of. It's not saying it's it's like that classic West Coast, but where you get that that piney and that hot bitter. Um, I definitely enjoy how much bitterness is in this beer. Um, I think it also like tends to lead like where I feel like higher um, ABV IPAs tend to get more malty sweet that you can taste to it, and I feel like the hops take a back seat. But this is not so in this case whatsoever. Right? Do you feel? How do you feel about the malt backbone? How do you feel like? Do you feel like it accentuates some of these hops? Does it kind of take away from it? I mean, remember, this is Texas. We, they get some sexy hops, but it's not like it is out here. <laughs> no, absolutely. Um, I think the malt backbone is there. I think the hops are just more, way more dominant than the malt. I think it definitely, I mean, adds to it. And I think if you were to, I mean, people that know, you know, like how malt and hops are supposed to balance each other out, that's the purpose of, a, you know, a pale ale. Um, it's the whole point to have that malt balance. So I think once you can understand really those tastes and flavors in a pale ale, you can see how they happen in other styles of beer. Um, and I think the malt isn't super present in this one compared to the hops that are in it. Yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, it's, it's definitely there. You know, it, it helps balance it out so it's not too, too, like, overly floral and just, you mm-hmm. know, like, but, you know. Does anyone know what hops we're looking at in these? I, I was looking Dude, at healthy and hops. Uh, it's like, there's... Definitely an earthy. You know, it reminds me of what was that hop? Uh, the laurel hop. Yeah, like there the you earthiness go. of that hop. Yeah, um, that experimental hop. But um, I doubt. I, mean, I doubt it's that hop. But yeah, I was just like when I heard pussy wagon, I was just expecting cat piss. You know, like oh, <laughs> cat pissy kind of, mm-hmm. but not at all. Um, There's a lot of pine. I mean, I get a lot of citrus in it too. I mean, it's just super crushable. I'm it, it is crushable. It's eight percent. So yeah, it's fucking me up. I'm so excited. I waited. You guys to drink this because I was like, "Fuck, am I gonna have to drink this alone by myself?" That wouldn't have been a bad idea. Or would it have? I mean, <laughs> sit here headbanging to torture and you know reminiscing the old fucking death metal ways. Yeah, the spot was fucking cool. Yeah, Brash, um, tell us about that. So you walk in, it's 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 just a warehouse facility, like a pretty empty shell warehouse kind of facility, tucked away. We missed the entrance to get into it many times. It's like in some beaten like little alleyway. You got to go. Behind several different, I don't know, was it a deli? I, I, I don't quite remember exactly. There's like a laundromat, I want to say, that you have to go behind um, to get back in there. And then you get back in there, and uh, there's this like exposed kind of warehouse setting. There's these like two dudes hanging out there with this little smoker just smoking barbecue. So the first thing I do is I go order myself a brisket sandwich, like, you know, quarter inch thick brisket, delicious sandwich, really nice barbecue sauce, traditional way. On a pretzel bun, just, you know, raw white onions Ooh. with pickles. I mean, that's that's just how it is, you know. So I had I had that and then went straight to the bar and just started tasting a plethora of beers. Um, they had this really awesome, like, and we'll post this on the website. All this, uh, whatever documentation I can offer, it will be up on the site. We'll, we'll, we'll give a little shout out to those guys, too. And, um, they might be kind enough to even provide us with a little bit more insight as to... Uh, what, what went into these beers? What went into these beers, yeah. Um, but, yeah, they had this really cool, like, automobile, like, sculpture, kind of Mad Max thing with this, like, oh, yeah. this, like shrapnel piece together to create this giant-ass skull. I saw your photos um, of it. Those... They had all the classic video games that you want to be playing in there, which they actually host nights where they have free uh, free arcade games, which is pretty sick. Oh, nice. That, that, um, that's what drew me in, just, like, the whole, everything about what they're doing, and then their beer was apparent. I haven't tried it. This is the first time I'm trying, and finally... Yeah, the video games and just everything they 
to kind of stand for and you know and and go for it. So are these video games like Cast of the Dead, like this? No, I think it was shit. like just like old, even older, like like, like Mortal Kombat yeah. One. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Rampage. Um, I I don't remember if I saw Streets of Rage in there. If they don't have Streets of Rage, highly recommend you getting it. Um, they had uh the old the original Jurassic Park like sit-in game. They nice. had um just like some old school the, the games that count, man. The games I think Mortal Kombat One, I think, is all you need. Oh yeah, one. Yeah. So um, it was it was pretty cool. They have like a little corner there. All their all their beers are basically showcased on skateboard decks, um, which is pretty tight. They have like just decks up there. Um, their barrels were exposed to this hundred degree heat, which was my concern. And, and by all means, Brash, please like hit me back up. We'd love to know why you guys leave your barrels just hanging out in the warehouse base, exposed to like you know the humidity of south you know south central Houston, Texas, and. And that 90 degree, it was hot as hell that week. Um, so they were just out there, which caught me by surprise. Uh, but their fermenters are all out there. They have a little like uh, have a little pilot system brew house, and then their actual brew house was behind uh, a draw down gate, and they, they had that in the back behind the fermenters, uh, which was cool. So I guess they have like a special designated place just for brewing, and then everything else is kind of exposed, just completely exposed to people walking around. Yeah, okay. You know, which was just cool. Um, but yeah, I went there with my folks and, you know, my folks being my folks, you know, I had a good time and they were really like, you know, just amazed. Last time we were in Houston, my dad went to St. Arnold's and me being a huge metalhead, they had a, they had a night where they had a, basically a record night and they were just spinning death metal up at St. Arnold's and my dad went, all the lights were red and it was really kind of similar ambiance, all red lights at Brash, super dark, blaring metal. Uh, just drinking good beer, eating good barbecue. Hell yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things where I think it's, uh, it's almost just going to lightly touch on the, the battle of terroir. Yeah. It's like that culture where it comes from. It's different. Yeah. Houston has got some grit and they definitely showcase that. And all. I mean, Mark is actually, I mean, we both have family in Houston, but I feel like Mark spent more time out there and yeah, I mean, it's like Mark was a guy who got me into it. Uh, Black Cat mentioned this to me in the past and told me all about uh, Brash and what you know Black Cat's experiences were out there. And so when I went out there, I was like, "Oh fuck, this is." He's like, "It's gonna be up your alley for sure." Cool. So then we got another beer. Yeah, we got another beer coming up. Black Cat, you wanna, you wanna oh, hit us one. with that? Yeah. With that crowler. Let's take a look at that label. If it's straighter than last. Yeah, and their logo is quite interesting too. It's like a skull, like this little like sketch skull with a little like looks like a little police like a british police officer cap uh again we'll post it but yeah really cool when i was up there they were like yeah dude there's actually like seven dudes running around with these tattoos of like these little skulls it's just like got this like brash community this little cult following to it Uh, fucking awesome we highlander is taking a uh hiatus and um won't be here for some episodes he We'll be coming back. Uh, just a job opportunity elsewhere for him. So if you don't hear any slurred words or <laughs> the lighting and sparking of joints, it's because Highlander is now with us. Got, yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll be out for just and a don't few. Don't you episodes. worry. Those slurred words, <laughs> the debauchery will return. Yeah. It's definitely something we'll have to make up for him. All right, man. Again, I'm really, I'm really happy to see this. So I might know... Traveling with these beers, uh, essentially, I, I mean, I drove 
about three hours from Houston to Austin, uh, back to Jester King, where we were heading initially for for um, some other news. And we noticed a little bit of leaking from um, the lids of these actual crawlers, which concerned me. I mean, being someone who's actually operated these in the past, we've had issues in the past where we had people actually return these. And usually what happens is as temperatures warm up, uh, when the seal isn't 100%, you might see a little bit of uh, bubbles or like CO2 escaping. Obviously, as beer warms up, um, some of you might know that CO2 tends to displace itself from the liquid. Um, so I was concerned that we might not get the freshest, most carbonated product, but it looks like, I mean... That's still heavily carved. It's yeah. heavily carved and looks great. Smells great. No off flavors. Really happy with the, with the product. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Brad, for... <laughs> Doing what you do, yes. And that's always something nice. I mean, if when you hear us getting nerdy and into some of these packaging means, because it's a it's a big thing right now going on in starting a brewery and starting a business is how you present your product, and especially there's a big appeal for crowlers, um, not nearly as expensive as glass. Uh, it just becomes same thing with cans, you know, being more environmental, green, uh, ecological. But there is the fact of how big the lids are. Um, I mean. Uh, Dark Pony and I work production. So, I mean, you start to get into how big this lid is and the warping of it. It all just comes into how your beer is going to taste seven days from now, which is a big thing because you could put awesome beer and have something fuck up. There's right. oxygen in it that doesn't seal all the way. Or like Pony was saying, somebody's carrying it back in their car two hours and it's hot. It expands. There's weakness in the aluminum or whatnot. It can totally ruin your beer and ruin someone's taste, and then that just gets spread. So there is... A key to why we get on how uh, these beers look and why we talk about them. Yeah, but yeah, this beer again, a little bit more of an amber profile. This is a lot here. more amber here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Black Cat's the guy with the knowledge of this one. What what are, well, we, what are we looking yeah, at? Yeah, well, man? this one just looking at. It, I mean, this is the cryo so, hopped. Yeah, uh, this is uh, so the name of it's uh, barley grind. Um, their description just hop keef bitch. So. Obviously, using some cryo hops, some some you know some eublin powder there, and it's a collaborate. It's a pale ale at five point two percent, sixty eight IBUs. Um, a collaboration with MSC Skateboards, and after looking, so yeah, that's a I guess it's a collaboration with the skate shop there. I'm not familiar with it. Every time I skated in Houston, it was always Southside Skate Park, and that's where I got all my stuff at. I'm sure that's still there. I'm sure they know them very very closely. But yeah, so this is a collaboration with MSC Skateboards, um, and rightfully named. Bar- barley grind it's it's wonderful okay, so this is a collaboration with a skate shop with a skate shop wow yeah there is you know there, people are freaking out when people start doing collaborations between ta- like you know bottle shops here we yeah. have like it's like fuck you you know nothing about beer just come drink it yeah. with us and let's talk you know because houston's a skate city man and like when we would drive to see family or you know go to the make wish foundation at Southside, you know there, there was like just ton houston's a skate city and it's always been that way and i, I haven't skated in, in years but I'm sure if I go back there that there's just still fucking skaters everywhere you know downtown you know Tranquility yeah. Park and all that but I'm sure there's just skaters everywhere so I think it's rightfully rightfully yeah. done here these hoppy IPAs I wonder if they're having a problem achieving that haze you know like are you guys <laughs> just say these are it? clear these... Rash, are you, are you, thank are you, you are you guys struggling with uh, you know your, your, your filtration I wouldn't, here? I wouldn't say they're struggling whatsoever <laughs> no, it's no, that's amazing. so nice yeah, no, it's such it's a change good, it is a change. I mean, so a lot much of the... haze being poured these days. When you get a beer that's clear, you just go, oh, "Yeah, what? A good, clean, bright beer." No, it's it, it is. 
It's oh, refreshing. Yeah. And it's great to have this. So we're launching this episode in conjunction with our uh, episode over out in Yakima uh, when we went and visited... Bellbreaker. Bellbreaker. Um, so Bellbreaker, again, at the forefront of the hop scene, in my opinion, just... I mean, for numerous reasons you'll hear about in the podcast, but it's great to see that we're going to be reviewing some beers here that are just super bright, and I don't know. It's interesting. I mean, I feel like we get East Coast Mike in here enough. It's fine. It's finally time that we start talking about some other type of beers. No, I, I agree. As, as trends go and markets flood, you do. You just sometimes it's, it's nice to get back to what was before well, oh yeah what started us on the on these ipas yeah. you know like but this is great i mean definitely yeah, floral and hoppy. I, I honestly think the uh, the it, name fits it you know barley grind because the the malt build definitely shines through in this yeah. one as opposed to the first one yeah i mean the hops still come through heavily i mean well the, the cryo hops are using what's ABV um, on this 5.2 5. 5. oh really no it's not my it's, it's not sessionable but it's definitely low i mean it's yeah so yeah, I, I feel the, it's the, really grassy. Yeah, to the, me. the malt bill definitely comes through on this one. There's a little bit of earthiness. Like, it's like um, wet hops. This was Pops' favorite. I mean, granted, I mean, I'm from Texas. I myself got into beer through malt. I think I'm a malt forward drinker. I had been originally, and I deviated here and there. But being from Texas, you know, drinking Shiner Box, Egan Box, some of our run of the mill beers are just really malt forward as it is. And I think like a lot of us like you know, introduce ourselves through like the realm of amber ales, maybe perhaps, or some Belgian style beers. And I think, you know, maybe this collaboration was like, you know, Hey, what do you guys want to drink? I'm like, yeah, I like, I like a mall four beer. And they're like, but I like a hoppy beer. And this is just all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. And I will say that definitely for, I think the color and, Oh, it's, you know, 5.2. It almost tastes heavier than 5.2. I it mean, does. It's be- full body. Yeah, it, it, I was going to say, it, the, it is very full-bodied, and that's, that's it seems almost backwards, because the beer we had before was, you know, 8%, and that was almost crushable. Yep. Uh, and this, I mean, while still easily drinkable, it's only 5.2, but yeah, the body feels a lot more there, because, you know, it, it, like, like the, the, the malt bill really does shine through on this one, which yep. I really, really enjoy. So, well-named, well-executed, <clears throat> again, brash, for how terrible your handwriting still is. Uh, <laughs> And the label's still not being straight, but that's all right. That is beside the point of what is in the content. Yeah, I mean, you're clearly listening to Brew Coven here. I, mean, <laughs> yeah. we, I we, hope we you do. from boundaries. I, on, that, on that, I, I, I connect with Brash because my handwriting's bad. Also, when I was labeling uh, some, some bottles where I work at, I was when I was, we were doing the labeling for our wax dip bottles, a good 50% of them I placed on there were, were crooked. <laughs> so, um, you know, so I'm right there. I connect. We have a connection with that. I I put on my, my labels very crooked, and once you put them on, you can't take them off. So I just sent those into, uh, and you know, for distribution, all yeah. crooked. <laughs> I will say, there is a brewery in Tacoma that does a skateboard collaboration, but it's more so a benefit. It's wow. Seven Seas Brewing in Tacoma oh, right with Alchemy Skateboarding, oh, cool. which I guess is cool. Is Alchemy Skateboarding, is... is that the one over there? Yeah. The... Okay. Um... And they have one in Seattle, I think, too. Oh, okay. But it's nice. It's a beer community, I think, coming into, I don't know, you can call them alienated or outcasts, but definitely for a long time, in terms of culture, these people are looked upon as punks, as no, you know, no do-gooders. They're just, oh, yeah, they're just crooks, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, nope, it's a community you can reach out to. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we got one more here for you guys from Brash. 
Um, really stoked to have these guys um, on the podcast. Really stoked that any one of us could actually make it out there. I mean, I, I don't see why we would not have them back on. Um, but yeah, we got a big boy. We got a we got a stout, I believe. Yeah, it's gonna be a stout. Let me grab Which that. Anybody quick. knows summer is the season for stouts. Every season, the season every for season every is season, the season, season, season for, for stout. Um, yeah, fuck. It's a, it was a nice rich one. I think this was a. I feel like it was higher on the price point. Um, it was a seasonal for them, um, but yeah, it really spoke volumes to me at the time, and it's a good time to revisit this seven days later. Oh, yeah, that's that's pretty. Uh, it's pretty bold of a brewery to just give zero fucks and still be pretty successful. But again, you know, when you put out good, I think that's beer, a dream, though. Yeah, when you put that's out, a, it's a dream. It's a dream. It's a dream. For some of us, it's it's a bigger dream. But yeah, I mean, it's like you know, you can do what you want and still oh, create fuck, quality, and um, you know, people can get excited about that. All right, man, this thing's pouring rich, real rich. No, I think that's again, it's something we always have talked about a little bit, but that's the whole point of brewing. You know, it's just like a chef wanting to have their own restaurant to do whatever they want and give zero fucks about the people that don't want what they want. It's the whole point of a brewery. You'll get people, anybody starting a brewery or bottle shop or any sort of business, know you're always going to get people to ask dumb questions that don't align with, align with what you're doing. And you just shouldn't give a fuck about them. If somebody comes into your brewery and asks, why don't you have more ciders on tap? Because you're a brewery. Somebody comes in your bottle shop and asks why you don't have liquor. Because you're a bottle shop. And those people don't matter. Are they nice? Do they spend money sometimes? Yes. But they don't matter. Bold statements, dude. The brash is getting brash on you. I'm feeling oh the brash. Gosh, but no, this smells like just dark chocolate coffee. Yeah. Fucking heavy yeah, ass real beer. Real rich notes. Yeah. Mm. I mean the head, like what, like light cinnamon colored head right there. And it, it's, yeah, it's got ooh, a totally that's like good. It's got a tan issue, yeah, yeah. like that. Almost uh, like tobacco leather. Cool. So yeah, this is their uh, smog lifter, their uh, imperial milk stout, and it's uh, with imperial milk. Yeah, imperial stouts. chocolate yes. milk stout brewed with real cocoa, ten percent ABV. I will say now the thing that you see with barrel aged beers is oatmeal milk stouts and imperial milk stouts being barrel aged, which I think adds something different. Yeah, dude, this is just like, this is the greatest breakfast in a glass ever. The most Texas breakfast too. It's harsh. I would dude, put, is, I would put this up there with double stack. Dude, this That's is this notion. is delicious. I love it yeah. because, I mean, you know, Marcus. I mean, when you look at the stouts, I really think the black pony. I mean, the black pony and the black cat come together on this in a way. Yeah, I know for sure. And and what I love about it, right, right. I mean. You know, from the nose to the to the actual flavor and everything, um, there's like no bitterness, which I like. I mean, because I do like some bitterness in stouts, but this is just sweet all around. This yeah, is it's like very, very sweet. sweet. I feel like there's some bitterness here. Like, I mean, it's very very light, but I think that like that the cocoa black, and I, like, I feel like there's some. Either I don't black know if it's Texas kind of malt, but I definitely get some like roastiness in it too that I really enjoy. Oh, there's no Texas malt, man. This is not Texas malt. It's just it's why isn't there Texas malt, Brash? I don't know. That's a good question. They can reach out to us and they'll let us know exactly what it is. And <laughs> a picture. Of I'm sure. I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll have like, a, right, cool. yeah, that's... we'll have another uh, brash night for sure because you know when I when I when I fly back to Texas to visit family, brash is definitely a spot I'm gonna 
Head up for sure. Oh, yeah. So is anyone getting motor oil, motor oil on this? Like, I mean, just straight up, just fuel fuel for hatred? <laughs> fuel for, I don't get any ethanol. No, I mean, not ethanol, but just really thick. Oh, you know, oh, it, yeah. it's... churning. It is very... fueling. It is hatred The viscosity fueling. is very, very... It, it's yeah, there. It's it very lay, It lays on your tongue like a, a blanket, like a wet blanket. It just sits there and goes, enjoy. If I were to pair this with tobacco, I mean, I'd have to go for a really light blend. Something. I mean, yeah. you can't really go with a harsh nut you want. The tobacco just subtly be there because this is just so bold. Yeah. It's like you could do this with desserts, but you can also do this with smoked meats is what I'm thinking. Like, I'm thinking of some really, like, multi-layer smoked fucking nice steak and nice pork right now. Just like, oh. I think... I think it's a cocoa that lends the bitterness also to it. Like, real, like yeah, yeah, I like that. It's, it's like said crunching they, on they the use coffee real cocoa, bitterness. Yeah, so it's, that's where the bitterness and, like, not really astringency, just that bitterness comes through. Yeah, but it is a very, very, good. like, sweet profile. Use of a word astringency like, is never used often enough. So, uh, Black Cat, what do you think? I mean, it is, I mean, here we are putting together one of the most epic stout nights that Brew Cup has seen yet, and... We're drinking a pretty goddamn good stout. This here. this would this would this will fit in. I mean, that's our last crowler, but it would fit in with our stout night we're planning here on Brew Coven here in, in a few episodes. Should have got two, huh? We could have, but now you know we'll yeah. reminisce, and now we have something to. Uh, I would say they're like I'd too. rather have a stout sit longer in a bottle than a can. That's true. Yeah, and this and, one does have <clears> some <throat> some leaky notes that I yeah you, on with it. the dark it's, beer you can totally see it yeah from, from right over there yeah. But it's still, it's, I mean, I don't think there's anything lost in this beer. No. Even from that. No. It's so fantastic. bottle this. Yeah. And then barrel age it and bottle it. And we or, probably or we won't sell it for more because we're just going to take your beer and drink about yeah. it and talk about it. And if, you if can they, talk if all they the can shit you want to in us. In a normal can. I mean, even in Crowlers, you know, I, like, there's some stouts that I've had that are canned that are, I, I still drink on, you know, like Tin Fitty and yeah. some older stouts. Uh, I, recently, at, you know, again, out of the Houston area, um, which we should bring more of so we can get coming to try there's a few stouts like yeah. southern star and stuff like that that are um, that are canned stouts and they're fantastic you know way way after i i've purchased them it's not being premature but people listening across the states that want to send us beer to talk about please do so because we all work jobs like the rest of you so we don't have thousands of dollars to pay for shipping and fedex to possibly get some broken bottles of stuff across the east coast However, we've been getting most of the stuff that has been sent to us has been from the East Coast. I mean, with East Coast Mike bringing us solid East Coast beers that just keep getting shipped to us. I believe we have a whole another East Coast yeah beer night planned out. One of our one of our IPA nights is just East Coast, East Coast IPAs Coast, yeah. right now, <laughs> which so. is like it's kind of sad because I mean I know I know you guys are brewing great beer out there, guys. You got it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Spice about, it up. I'm I'm okay with the haze, but. You know, at the end of the day, we got we got other beers to try. Yeah, and, um, I would say this stands up there with a the structure stout too. For I think oh, for yeah, being you know, how that, full bodied, and this is higher alcohol, but still, there's, there's it's not so as much well coffee, which, which I still like. Though so well rounded. Usually, once you start getting into ten, you really start to get that sort of alcohol, like ethanol, that sort fuseli, of stuff. Yeah, fuseli fuseli. starts showing through, and this is no, it's very. I, and the bitterness, I think, is nice too because it's like. Dark chocolate, you get roast, you get espresso, and then that bitterness, it just makes it round out like That's coffee. That, it's yeah. not like abrupt, it's not that, like, like, ugh, dead stop. That that cocoa, like the dark chocolate, that's what gives it the bitterness, and 
and then it, I mean, it, yeah, it's a it's a milk stout, so there's so much sweetness to it, so it's not. It's like I would take Crowlers at this like to Amsterdam like to pour that. down a prostitute's body and drink <laughs> off of. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Who wouldn't? <laughs> Who would not? But um. That's brash enough. But yeah, me. I mean. One more thing to add, just for a finish. Lacticity is not overwhelming. It is a milk style, but at the end of the day, it's just well rounded, and, and I think that's what we can all take away yeah. from brash. Today. It doesn't. It doesn't give it too much of a creamy mouth feel or anything. Like as that. brash as brash is, I think uh, brash. If you're hearing this, you should you should take pride in the fact that you're executing some very well rounded beers, um, full bodied beers, and and stuff that everyone can take a little bit from. And and um, again, thanks very much for for hosting. Brew Coven went there, and and uh, we're really stoked to have been able to get these successfully back here to taste and review. And uh, for all our listeners, if you have any other comments to add to any of this, or if you've had brash beers that you think we should have had, or if you think that there's beers that you know we're missing out on um, and we can't get in touch with and you can't send us, just please send us a line. Um, again, our website, simple as that, just brewcoven.com. Um, Really enjoy reviewing these beers today. Um, and uh, if these two gentlemen with me right here don't have anything else to add, I think we're on our way out. Yeah, I'll, I'll just go on to say that, yeah, Brash Brewing, awesome to have you here. Um, some awesome, awesome beers here. And finally got to have tried them. And then seeing all the, I'm still just staring at the can, all the label art and everything. And we here at Brew Coven, it, it fits us perfectly. So. Yeah. Glad to have you, you know, have you here. We can't wait to have another Brash Day, Brash Night. Um, this might be an so October beer for sure. We might have oh, Brash definitely. Day at Brash Brewing. Yeah, yeah. Or Brash when we all go back to Texas, we'll definitely have to hit up Brash. So again, Brash, cheers, and thanks for making all these great beers for us. Yep. Signing out from Tacoma, Washington, this is Brew Coven. Thanks for listening. <laughs>